High Noon with George Hook. News Talk 106 to 108. Lecturer in criminal law, John O'Keefe, he's been in, he's been in for two weeks. He's now on part three of the seven deadly sins. Number three is sloth. Uh, John O'Keefe, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Now, I have spent hours uh, getting the correct pronunciation. And it is, as I suspected, uh, being from Cork, where we take pronunciation seriously, it is sloth. Sloth, I'll agree with for today, yes. I was saying sloth last weekend. You or yeah, last week, should I say. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go for sloth. You're right on that one. I hate to admit it. You're right. Right, OK. What is sloth? Well, it's a fantastic word, first of all, whatever way you pronounce it when we think about it. It's onomatopoeic, isn't it? Pure laziness. I mean, the sound suggests this sense of a a useless, slimy, idle, slovenly, bug-eyed little thing with its tongue sticking out, Egypt hanging around at the end of a door. Um, Spiritually, I suppose it, well, and historically, it used to refer to an affliction which attended religious persons in that, especially monks, for instance, whereby they became indifferent to God and their duties and obligations to God. Nowadays, of course, it's associated with lack of motion, shall we say, and an indifference to work and finds expression in things like idleness and indolence and laziness. Just before we do go on, you've got a different order, of course, and we yes. agree, disagreed at the very beginning, because like my listener, I who sent me a text, I think it's pride, covetousness, lust, anger, gluttony, uh, anger, and sloth. Yes. Uh, but, but you're sort of a more modern chappy, and you've got a different order. Yeah, I've got a different order. There, there has been a kind of a pecking order to them, and, and the one you suggest there is the one historically. But in, the I, cat, I, in the catechism. In the catechism. I, I, I thought we'd mix it up. The, the pocket Catholic ca- catechism, which you may remember, has something to say about, about it. It says, Sloth is the desire for ease, yet whatever we do in life requires effort. The slothful person is unwilling to do what God wants because of the effort it takes to so do and it's a sin which slows us down and brings a halt to our energy and I agree with that. How right the catechism was? Well it was. It was and I mean would right. probably like the, using the word catechism now would uh, mean about 500 texts would come in. Yeah but so, so I think they're right. Sloth is, a, is it, it, can we call this a crime against energy? You know I mean it's it's criminal to de-energize yourself. Energy is everything, and Einstein was right. You know, obey your adrenaline. I th- it's important we do ourselves a huge disservice by not using whatever energy we have. And bar physical or mental impairment, if we don't use that energy, it is in the broadest sense, secular sense, as well as religious, sinful in my view. All right. Now, there was a fellow on the Leaving Cert reading uh, agenda in 1959, mm-hmm. an essayist called Charles Lamb. Yes. And the essay was, I can remember well, the joys of staying in bed. Now, that staying in bed sometimes isn't necessarily slothful. No, of course it's not, if you're staying in bed in an ad hoc manner. But it's when you're staying in bed uh, every single day and it becomes a kind of a lifestyle choice. Like historically, for example, George, you know, you and I both know it was shameful if you didn't work. Um, today, 
not working is completely acceptable for a whole variety of reasons, one of them being because you can't find the right job. Historically, you found any job. It didn't matter what the job was. The job was there to keep life and limb and family and all the rest That's of it. That's a very important point you're making. Grafting. That there was an element, because, of course, social welfare benefits were, were so much worse than they are now. Correct. If you were not working, and I can remember the 1950s when half the population wasn't working, there was still a very negative connotation Absolutely. about going to the labour exchange. And you'll find even with those people, although they weren't working in the strictest sense of the word, they were grafting perhaps in a subcultural kind of way. They were doing jobs, they were working around the house. Uh, but nowadays you need to find a job that suits your skill set. I don't even know what that means. The grafters are out there digging roads. They've still got that dignity. And there is a dignity associated with work that almost seems to be gone. I mean, pr- traditionally, as I say, you were there to support yourself and your family. But now it seems to be you have to work to support your professional fragile ego. It's not good enough. But uh, these deadly sins probably go back to Moses. Um, but it's interesting if you, again, go back to, to the old Cork Catechism version, uh, pride, covetousness, lust, anger, gluttony, uh, sloth. These uh, deadly sins were deadly. That was the point the mm. ancients were trying to exactly. make. That if you if, if you succumbed to lust or covetousness or gluttony, you were damaging yourself. Yeah, so they were deadly. But yeah, and that that's right, and that's what I'm suggesting. It seems to have gone out of modern uh, narrative. No one's ashamed anymore for not working. Um, you know, in the in the sort of in the cannabis uh, smoking dependent subculture that I'm talking about, uh, the idea of work I- is laughable. And these are people, and not everybody by any means, but people, a certain subgroup who spend their days um, s- uh, endlessly smoking spliffs, mindlessly insulting people on Facebook, playing video games, and not all necessarily young, but it's considered an alternative culture, a culture from which it's acceptable to be. But I don't understand that, not because I'm great, but like nobody should be employed in Ireland today. Bar people who are mentally or physically disabled, of course we understand that and they must be helped. There's full employment today in Ireland if you graft for it. There's about 10% unemployment if you wait in your backside for it. That's why I think this okay. is such an important sin. Pronunciation. Apparently George, as the listener says, as you would expect, George is pronouncing it the American way. I'm not. I'm pronouncing it the way um, the Cambridge Dictionary of Pronunciation Yeah, no, you're, you're right. I hate to say it, but you're right. Sloth, not sloth, although, you know, people vary between the two, but sloth Sloth, I thought, was the Gaelic for a cane. Oh, it could be. I've no idea, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, I'll give you a, a belt of the sloth. Is that what you're thinking The of? deadly sins are not in the Bible. A hermit made them up in the 5th century and then yeah, some Pope that's also added correct. two more to make seven. That's right. No, that's correct. We discussed this in the first week. And now they were taken by the church then and used as their own. But that's not, that, that uh, listener is correct. All right. Do they speak English in Cork, George? I was always under the impression that Cork speak people spoke a strange version of Swahili. 
In Cork? Yeah. Yeah, well, perhaps so. But, I mean, uh, even in Cork, even in Cork, people like to work, don't they? What is it that we don't have in the Republic of Ireland particularly? We have this notion that we're great grafters now. We have this notion about work and work as services and IT. Well, you know, in my book, it really is digging up roads and saving lives. What we're, we're doing now is not work. But you know what? At least we're getting out of bed. And, you know, you, you mentioned something earlier on about benefits. And that's a key point. Uh, Ireland has pretty good benefits. In 2003, 13, Irish uh, benefits for intra-EU migrants were amongst the highest in the EU, EU going across child benefit, job seekers allowance and all the, rate, all the rest. 188 per week you get um, with extra payable for children. France is the best one in the EU, by the way. Um, and a childless, singless person there receives 514 per month uh, and a couple with two children just over 1,000. So it's better in the, in, in the sort of in the round in France, but we're not that far behind but it. The French, we need to take though, it away. Yeah, but the French, interestingly, um, I can't defend an entire nation, but but we do see the French as having an easier life than the rest of us with their early retirement, uh, their sort of public holidays and everything. We do. Going. I think that's an absolute myth. I agree. That's the way we see them, and the Italians as cowards, and the French as lazy, and all the usual stereotypes. In fact, the reason they can afford to pay quite as much as they do on social security benefits in France is that most of the population are grafters, and when they work, they work. I'm not saying there isn't a subculture there of idleness. Of course, okay. there is. It's everywhere. I had two remarks from listeners. One is I'm well matched with the reactionary college lecturer on these issues, and. You're just absolutely right. I keep forgetting envy. Envy is a crucial one, which in no doubt should be covered. Next week we're doing envy as well. Oh, we're doing envy next. uh, 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 Oh, yeah. The the epitome of laziness, says Joe in our client, was uh, the guy in Keeping Up Appearances, the husband of of the lady. And uh, is it really... is it really good radio to label all the unemployed as freeloading drug, drug addicts? No, I didn't label them all as freeloading drug addicts. Some of them are freeloading drug addicts. Uh, what I did say was there's no reason for anybody, bar physical or mental impairment, not to be doing work of some type in Ireland today. That's a matter of fact. But you have to get up and look for it. It doesn't come to you. Well, also, you're tarring people with the same brush because Lister says he has a full-time job, he has a family, but he plays video games and smokes weed all the time. Yeah, I'd just be very interested to know what sort of job he has. With respect, uh, it's not going to be great. I mean, unless, of course, he's suggesting that smoking cannabis is is a useful addition to the working week. Uh, Cannabis is another programme. It's another story. The most... A uh, uh, heinous drug in Ireland today, without a shadow of a doubt. Forget your heroin. Forget your. Co- We're going off a bit here now. Forget your heroin. Forget your cocaine. Cannabis. The cannabis smoking subculture. Some of whom will be listening to this, insofar as they're capable of it. They're the people we need to worry about. Oh yeah, uh, you you've. Uh you've now said another percentage of listenership. Christine says both sloth. And I'm from Cork, says Christine. So there you are. I think slow, both, and everything uh, are the way to go. Yeah, it doesn't both matter slow. as long as you're not practicing it. I don't care how you pronounce it. All right, John O'Keefe. Next week it's... Next week it's Envy. Something you and I but know quite a lot about. Oh, the green monster. Oh, for sure. Oh, <laughs> tough, tough, tough. All right, uh, newstalk.com. 
forward slash high noon. And John Dublin thinks the arrogance is spellbinding from the college lecturer. Well, you get what you pay for. Ah, that's right. The idea that I might suggest people should work. Shocking stuff. <laughs>